My name's Adele Onyango and welcome to another episode of Legally Clueless. No, seriously, I have no clue what I'm doing, but I'm pretty sure I'm not the only one. Hey you, welcome to episode 112 of Legally Clueless. Thanks for rocking with this podcast. If this is your first time joining our little tribe here, welcome, welcome, welcome. Make sure, of course, that you join us on Twitter. Use the hashtag Legally Clueless. And on Instagram, we have an actual page, which is at Legally Clueless Podcast. And if you've been rocking with the podcast from before, thank you so much for being part of the tribe. I'm really excited about the story that is coming up later in this episode because it forced me to take a trip down my 20s (laughs) and it might do the same for you as well. I didn't even pack any clothes. I just went the way I was and we went and we had a very crazy night in a rented house, a rented uh, place where we were sleeping. I think we were about probably 15 people and I was thinking the next day, okay, the next day we're going to go home and you know, I'd get to prepare for my cat. We we traveled back to Nairobi on Saturday and then we're like, are we really ready to go home? Ah, now we're not ready to go home let's let's stay one more night at someone's house i don't even think i told my mother where i was in my fourth year is the first time i got into my first ever serious relationship and you know with social media you you see how people are moving on with their lives this one in linkedin you get a notification this one started a new position here we agreed to do a long distance thing let me tell you how yani within a month the whole relationship ended. My sister was having her Rorashio and that same day is when my then you know partner broke up with me. That is a story by Lynette. It's going to be coming up a little later in this episode. I, however, hope that you are having a peaceful start to your week. I'm actually in a really joyful space at least career-wise, because, (laughs) so I'm so excited about this, but at the same time, I'm still in shock, so I'm still processing. So a couple of months ago, I had wanted to do a particular thing around this podcast, but I knew I did not have the resources, (laughs) read money, to actualize this particular project. So a friend of mine had heard of this grant that had opened up that when she looked through the type of projects that we're looking at, she was like, I think this would work for your podcast. Please note, by the time she was sending me this information, I had applied for two grants before. One for a podcast project and one for my initiative. So one of the programs in the initiative. Both of those two grants... I did not get (laughs) and it felt so bad it felt so bad let me tell you oh it felt terrible also because like the grant application process is really really difficult and I'm pretty new to that space so I'm going over and over and over my application and then there's a lot of documents that you have to provide on top of that like I'm sending it to people to like proofread have I made sense do you think these people will give me their money (laughs) anyway so at this point when she sent me this third grant I was like ah okay fine let me just do it but whatever I'm not a hundred percent committing because (laughs) you know that thing you do when you've gotten your heart broken Uh that's what I was doing but I think that by the time I was doing this third application I was very clear about three projects that I want to do around the podcast so I applied um, I gave it my all and then I just I sent it I was like hey (laughs) yeah 
Universe, do your thing for heaven's glories. It's the third time. Can you do the dumb thing? And a couple of weeks ago, probably even like a month or two ago, they called me and they were just asking me certain questions. And I was like, oh my God, what does this mean? Does this mean I'm in? Oh my God. But at the same time, I don't want to start rejoicing if maybe this is what they do with all applicants. So I just left it. And then last week at a point, I woke up and I did this horrible thing that I'm trying to stop doing. As soon as I woke up, I grabbed my phone and went straight into my emails. Yeah, I'm trying to make sure that work starts at 9, not at 7.30. (laughs) It's even better if I open social media, not my emails. But I open my emails and there was this one email that said, your grant application has been approved. Oh, my word. I was so excited. I literally got up and I was dancing. And Fal, my partner, he loves his sleep. <laughs> he was groggy and confused and wondering why this chick dancing at 7.30 in the morning. But I was just so glad. I'm like, oh my gosh, I can actually do this project. I can actually do this project. What? Uh, So I'm really excited about that. I will tell you more about the project once everything has kind of like settled down in my mind. Because right now I'm just a little bit shocked that (laughs) it got approved. And then I'm just going through the paces now. The paperwork and all of that before I can actually start doing the project. But that's a really massive win that I've gotten this week. And yeah, I needed it. I needed it. Okay, so... As I am still dancing from that win, I want to jump into the song of the week. I really love the song. Though the first time I heard it, I was like, what is happening? Like, it's taking me to so many places. And it's it's pretty slow, but there's a point where, like, the strings come in and it's so magical to listen to. Like, it just, when I listen to this song, it, it transports me to so many different beautiful places and everything just within me calms down and I I really hope it has that effect on you because I don't want you to listen and just be like (laughs) what place is Adele I have not left (laughs) so the name of the song is Out My Mind and it's by Erica Badu if you are used to like more conventionally structured songs please have an open mind as you listen to this one there's absolutely nothing conventional about it it'll sound like it's four different songs in one but it it definitely will transport you it takes you on a journey i think so i've put a link to the song in the description of this episode please do check it out ah i really love it in fact Once I'm done producing this episode, I am playing it on repeat. All right, let's jump into 100 African Stories. Super excited about this one because it came in as a story demo. So it's a member of the Legally Clueless Tribe sent a demo and we set a date and time to record her story virtually. Her name is Lynette and her story is her taking us on a trip through her 20s. A hundred African stories on Legally Clueless. Stories from Africa. My name is Lynette. I'm from Nairobi, Kenya. 
and I just wanted to share my story of basically how my first half of my 20s have been. I'm currently 26, so this is a very, it's a very, very interesting journey I've had so far. I think starting from, you know, getting out of high school in Kenya, we have this system, 844 system, where you go for four years in uh, high school. And I went to a public high school, a public boarding school. And during high school, you, it's like you live within a bubble. And in this bubble, you're not thinking about, you know, responsibilities or anything like that. You're just thinking about funkies, which are, you know, events that you'd go for. Or you're thinking about KCSE, which is a national exam that you do at the end of four years. And you don't think about so much. So when you come out of high school is when now you're thinking, well, okay, this is the time for me to live life now. <laughs> and I'd hear these comments from people or people who are older than me like in their late 20s or in their 30s and they tell me you know hey you need to have fun in your 20s hey you need to f up your your 20s and have fun and take risk and do this and do this and do this and because when you get to a certain age you won't be able to do these things and (laughs) it would be so funny because i think man what happens when you get to your 30s like is it that bad like what what responsibilities are people facing so i said you know what that's what we're going to do we're going to have all the fun i'm going to f up my 20s completely and i used to take it as a very very binary thing like it's either have fun or you not have fun like no balance like that when it came to like my university life it was oh when it comes to education education is very important especially it's really much stressed in my family to do exceptionally well in uni so for me i knew school wise school was top priority but clearly (laughs) I'm hearing people are struggling when they get to their 30s, so why not have fun at the same time? But that meant that I wasn't really focused on my priorities that well. I didn't really think that, like, you know, sit myself down and think, okay, what is it that I want to do for my life? What career do I want to do? Do I want to um, eventually pursue, venture into this industry? Or do I want to get into business or even both? I was just thinking, man, it's time to live my life. Like the whole YOLO thing, like you only live once, it's the time to do so. And so a lot of the times I would find myself sourcing for happiness or excitement outside of myself this just entailed me you know going for parties and you know traveling everywhere having fun you know having like a binge weekends where you're just drinking from friday to sunday and the next monday you have school it was very much always like that and i had so much fun i did i had a really good time even with the friends that i currently have right now who we've been, who we've been friends for about eight years now we've had that that fun and excitement but you know thinking back I I just remember I was just looking for happiness outside myself I was just that whole fear of missing out is an actual thing that just sometimes can be toxic to the point where you always want to be everywhere with everyone so that you don't miss out in having you know conversations with people about what happened last weekend or whatever and whatever and so that really took a toll on me in terms of making decisions about where I want my life to go you know, making decisions about what are my priorities? What are the things I need to do for self-development and self-growth? So it was always that, like have fun, school, have fun, school, have fun, school. Sometimes I would, um, it was a particular 
friend's birthday. The birthday was supposed to go to a place outside of Nairobi for one night. Then the next day we'd all go home and everything would be fine. And the next week was supposed to be a very difficult um, cut. And a cut is those um, intermediate small exams that you do before you do your main exams. And so we were like, you know what, we're going to do one, you know, this Friday we're going to go outside of Nairobi party, then come back on Saturday. <laughs> Little did we know that we'd take the trip and mind you, I didn't even pack any clothes. I just went the way I was. I was like, okay, we're just going to go the way I am. After, after classes on Friday, we're just going to go. And we went and we had a very crazy night in a rented house, a rented uh, place where we were sleeping. I think we were about probably 15 people. And we were just drinking and eating and all those things. People are cooking and, all, and everything. And I was thinking the next day, okay, the next day we're going to go home. And, you know, I'd get to prepare for my cut and then, you know, be ready for that cut the next week. And now the whole weekend took a whole turn where now we said, oh, we, we, we travel back to Nairobi on Saturday. And then we're like, are we really ready to go home? Ah, no, we're not ready to go home. Let's, let, let's stay one more night at someone's house. And it went about like that for three days to the point I didn't even I don't even think I told my mother where I was like I was just gone I was just gone and I had responsibilities on Monday and so that's kind of the my priority is just to have fun fun with uh, people making sure that I don't miss out on any activity at all there's a time it was my friend's birthday on a Tuesday on a very Tuesday and we're like oh it's your birthday we can't wait until the weekend so let's go to Electric Avenue I, I don't know if it's still popping right now but you go to Electric Avenue you go to Molly's you take your shorts those 50 bob shorts and then you go upstairs and then you have more fun there and we drank we we stayed up for so long while the next day we had an 8 a.m. class. And it's just one of those things that like, what was I doing? I could have just stayed home. What what was the point of doing all that? So I was just sourcing for ha for happiness and, you know, chasing that excitement, that hype without really thinking about my priorities as to, you know, where is your life going to go after this? Because it's not going to always be like this. At the end of the four years, I still had no clue what career I wanted to do or what path I wanted to take. I didn't take the initiative to actually network with people and, you know, figure out, you know, hey, you're in this industry. How did you get to this level? How did you do this? Or am I interested in this? I don't know. All those things, I, I, I really didn't do that. Four years comes to an end and I have no clue of what to do and then the second thing is in terms of relationships in my fourth year is the first time I got into a, my first ever serious relationship and at that time as in okay in hindsight when I look back I obviously know I was too young to even know what questions to ask myself before getting into a serious relationship I used to just think you know it's a relationship I this is an amazing guy Ish, everything you'd want in a man he has and I I just knew I wanted to be in a relationship but I wasn't ready to be in one but I didn't really think about it in that sense that I wasn't ready to be in a relationship so again thinking about me chasing after the hype of um, I'm in my 20s and I want to have fun, blah, blah, blah. All those things ultimately affected my relationship because it's it's like I wanted to be in, in the relationship. But I also wanted to live a single life. It's like I wanted both lives or uh, both experiences to exist within an instance and it just didn't make sense and it ended up hurting this person so badly and I never really understood <laughs> you know at that time I was just like yo I, hey Kwani what 
quite the relationships I had are how or was what is it? But I didn't know that I wasn't ready to be in one. So this person ended up getting hurt and that relationship ultimately ended. So I'm done with university. First serious relationship I'd ever been in, which mind you, I is when I first ever fell in love with someone, ended. And then I have no idea where my life is going to go after this. So I'm just seated at home thinking, what am I going to do? And you know, with social media, you you see how people are moving on with their lives. It's like social media comes and tells you, oh, by the way, hiya, you, are you seeing how people are flourishing? This one in LinkedIn, you get a notification. This one started a new position here. This one has, start, has traveled to another country to start something there. This one has done this. And I'm just sitting there feeling so empty and thinking, dude, what am I going to do with my life? Because it really doesn't make sense. Like everyone has has it all figured out and I'm over here feeling like I have no idea and I think it's a lot of pressure that when you're in your early 20s and and especially even in this era of social media there's so much pressure to make it while you're young and that's the pressure I was putting on myself thinking man what am I going to do what am I going to do and so when I finished university in 2016 the graduation was supposed to or took place six months later in 2017 so during those six months is when I said okay let's let's sit down let's let's think about this okay we feel like we've wasted the four years of university already it felt like i was on autopilot the entire time like someone was living my life and i was just watching from a distance so i said you know what this is the time for me to take back control and i started doing certain things that you know let's try and see what makes me happy at least so i said okay let's try you know learning an instrument uh, traveling across kenya kidogo with other people i even did this classes called Central autonomy classes. So autonomy classes are, you know, classes that you take for personal financial management. And I was like, man, why didn't I know of these things when I was in university? And I realized it's because I wasn't taking the initiative to actually figure out how to live my life or how to develop myself as a person. So I was like, okay, it's never too late by the way. Let's let's take the classes now. Let's figure out how to manage our finances. Let's do this. Let's do this. But ultimately, I still felt very lost. I still felt like, yo, I don't know. I feel so confused and lost. I don't know what to do. I look at my friends over here. This one has already become Sijui, an investment analyst here. This one has become an investment banker. This one has become this. And I'm just there like, wow, people are prospering. Why am I, what am I doing wrong? So, you know, now God intervened nicely. Just walked into my life and said, hi, Sasa, now here's an opportunity for you. Um to go and do your master's degree. Ah, I said, my goodness, thank you, God. This is the opportunity I've been looking for to start fresh. I've been living my life trying to, you know, uh, chasing after that hype of, I need to have fun, I need to have fun, I need to have fun. Chasing after that hype of trying to make people happy and, you know, make them accept me, get validation from people and not even focusing on me growing as a person. So I said, you know what, this opportunity has come, I'm leaving, I'm out. So two months after graduation, 2017, I was like, I'm, I, I've gone, I've gone to England. So going to England, I was like, okay, I'm, I was alone. Um, I did have family members there, but we were in different cities. So I'm in a new city alone and I'm like finally an opportunity to start fresh and I wasn't scared for some reason I wasn't scared I was like yes this is it man I started building everything from scratch from you know relationships to even friendships and experiences because I feel like that's something I've always wanted to do but never got the chance to do so in terms of meeting new people from different cultures because you get to also learn that um, if you've just stayed for example if you've you know coming from Kenya all my life you have somewhat of a certain perspective of the world 
world and how people think or whatever. But when you go abroad and then you interact with people from different countries and different walks of life, you get to realize your people have different ways of viewing life. And so when you hear all these things, you're like, wow. So your mind starts to grow a bit more and you start learning so much about other people, so much about yourself as well. And even for me, I started learning some of the things that I didn't even know existed when I, when I was in undergrad back in Kenya, I didn't know that I was very outspoken. Um, most of the times when I would be around people and people are talking about a certain topic, I wouldn't be very vocal about it because I was so concerned about what other people thought about me. But when I moved is when I said, no, 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 we're, going, we're not going to do this anymore. This is nonsense. So I started being more outspoken, taking on even leadership roles, even, you know, engaging people from you know, different industries. And I was like, wow, this is, I wish I did this earlier. I feel like my, you know, my thought process could have been completely different, but you know, never, it's never too late. It still came at whatever time it was supposed to come. It came at that time. I'm getting my master's degree and I'm thinking, okay, at the end of this, obviously now I should be able to know career wise where I'm supposed to go. Now, in the meantime, I get to meet this another guy and during this time is when I've already gone through this process of ah, I feel like you know I've gotten my good my fresh start I'm starting to feel happy within myself and when I met this person I was like I think now I'm ready to be in a relationship for real for real and I was like oh I'm ready to be in one I want to be in one amazing guy brilliant he's Kenyan like me all those things and it didn't initially start as a relationship it eventually developed into one but it's one of those things that like it's just so beautiful and for anyone who's been in love you kind of know like um if you've never been genuinely happy before in your life and you're in love with someone at that point it's a whole other level and you start thinking picturing your life with this person you're like hey we're going to go far wow we're going to go far we're going to go far and you know experience beautiful things together if hopefully it can you know get into marriage and family because that's what i saw but the one thing i also didn't know looking back is that what does it actually or the question i didn't ask myself was what does it actually mean to love someone and for me the conclusion i had made was to love someone means to give them a hundred percent of yourself or to give them a hundred percent of your happiness for example you're with someone in your life and you're telling them okay you have this egg on your hand like you're holding an egg right and in this egg <laughs> it contains your happiness inside so you're holding this egg and you're like yo okay please you i'm giving you this egg take it upon your hands <laughs> take it upon your hands and guard it with your life you are supposed to give it ultimate proper conditions for it to thrive as we walk through this journey of life you take care of it but the person hasn't said i'm going to be a hundred percent responsible of, of your happiness you're just assuming that they will be and so as you as the relationship continued and we're having a good time and we're getting to know each other and learn each other what i didn't know is that i didn't have self-love what i thought was self-love for myself was maybe a little bit but it wasn't what it is right now and I'll come back and call to that later. But it's it was just more of, I'm happy because this person is here. But if this person goes away, will I still be happy? And so ultimately, at the end of uh, my master's degree, I had to go back home. And that meant that um, I had to, or we agreed to do a long distance thing, at least until I got back, back to England. I was like, we're going to do long distance thing. Hey, we're like, yes, this is it. And you know, when people hear long distance, they have a really negative connotation to it because it's more of like, no, hey, long distance never works. What are you trying? Why are you lying to yourselves? And I said, you know what? No, 
I don't want to have regret in my life for not taking action. So I said, you know what, if it's if I'm going to regret later, let me regret but knowing that I did something about that relationship. Now, we've come back to Kenya. Another thing I think people usually don't talk about is how difficult it is to re-acclimatize back to, you know, life back home, especially when you're looking for work. Um, and especially to someone like me who went without having or gathering up enough experience to use that as leverage to apply for jobs when I came back home. So I did work a little bit in England, but not you know, to a huge amount of time anyway. So I'm coming back home and I'm thinking, okay, we're going to look for work. And at the same time, we're going to try and make this long distance thing happen. Let me tell you how Yani, within a month, the whole relationship ended in a way that was so hurtful to the point where it ended around the same time where my sister was going or was was having her rorashio and what uh, the rorashio is is just is a, a traditional wedding in one of the in the tribes in Kenya right and so she was having her traditional wedding and that same day is when my then uh, you know partner broke up with me and it's one of those things you're like what now I'll, i'm i'm torn like I want to be happy for, I know I am happy for my sister, but at the same time, my heart is breaking. And it, and during this time, which is something, um, some, a lesson I learned from my therapist uh, later on, he told me that whenever, sometimes when things don't work out, as women, we tend to blame ourselves a lot. So I'd, I'd blame myself during that time and be like, this thing hasn't worked out. This thing hasn't worked out in any way. Like it's, I feel like I'm the one who's the cause of it. You know, some of the, let's say the struggles that we went through while we're doing this uh, relationship is time difference. It was two hours during that time, I think two to three hours, depending on daylight savings. Sometimes it would be difficult because I would be asleep, say, for example, at midnight or even one. And he, he would call or whatever. And it would be very, very difficult for me because I'm, I need to be awake the next day for, you know, to do certain things. But with the time difference and you're just wondering, hey, now this one will call at this time. I'm asleep and this one is awake. Honestly, though, I feel like if you have a really good plan and a really good foundation, long distance can work. But I just don't think that existed for us. Another thing is just we had been together, uh, let's say, in terms of seeing each other, um, while I was in England, we'd see each other almost every single day. And so when you take that away and now you're now doing long distance, that creates kind of a stress and, you know, and, and ambiguity as to, you know, can we really survive without seeing each other every day? And that became such a struggle because now you're thinking, I'm not seeing this person any anytime soon. And that's for true because we didn't know when we were going to see each other again. I, t- I had told him, you know, those wishful thinking, okay, we'll see each other in a year or maybe in two years. I mean, eventually we'll see each other, like I'll be able to come back in England to England in one or two years. But it's one of those things for wishful thinking, wishful thinking. And so I feel like we didn't really have a solid foundation or even... We weren't really on the same page when it came to long distance relationship. And ultimately now that contributed to it ending. And that now happened during my sister's traditional wedding. And it was so, so sad, man. I just, I couldn't believe that was happening during that time. That, my my heart is broken. And I said, I'd given this person 100% responsibility 
of what my happiness and uh, basically how he informed of me or he informed me that the relationship was over was um, through actually he said you know those texts for we need to talk boy I think <laughs> intuitively you just know when someone says we need to talk and it's not just that is like being accompanied by a smiley face or being accompanied by you know a love heart or whatever it's not being done it's we need to talk so when I saw that text, um, he texted me that and he also said, he also accompanied that with, I don't think this is working out. We need to probably end this. And then he said, I'll call you after. And now that's when everything was just, so that was a very hard thing to do, especially if you're doing it over phone, it was so heartbreaking and I didn't really know what to do there so my relationship ended there and I'm thinking man what am I supposed to do and then the other thing is again at that time is when I was looking for work but nothing was coming up at all nothing was coming up I'm like man I'm so qualified I just need someone to believe in me that I can actually I'm smart enough to do whatever role it is that I'm applying for but every you just get rejection after rejection after rejection after rejection and I kept blaming I kept blaming myself actually I was like man maybe I'm actually not just that good enough at all by the way maybe I'm not good enough so during this time uh relationship is done and career-wise nothing is happening and then social media again is there to remind you higher by the way people are prospering you've been gone for one and a half years so this is these are the updates uh, this one has been promoted for this job this one is getting married this one got pregnant Ama, this one has the second child coming up and i don't think i mean now when i think about it i don't think about those pressures right now so i'm like it'll happen when it happens but at that time i was thinking man i feel like i'm losing time Everyone seems to be prospering, but I'm the one I'm the only one who doesn't seem to know what it what I want to do with my life clearly or or I, I don't know where my life is going uh, at all. Ultimately that then then led to me sinking into depression, a deep deep depression. But again, if you've never been through depression, you don't know what depression feels like. You just assume that a I'm just sad and because things are not working out but it if you've never been through depression what it feels like is when you wake up in the morning it feels like someone is sitting on your chest and you just and sometimes you can just have tears coming down your eyes and then you have these negative thoughts just filling up your mind and telling you either you either you're not good enough ama or you're just you're man nothing is working out maybe you're just doomed to fail in this life all those negative thoughts are coming in coming in and coming in and you almost feel also like there's an anchor on your heart and you just can't do anything about it let me just take you back a little bit when i was in england uh, this will make sense uh, as i come back again when i was in england i met this amazing guy uh, to him we're friends till this day and uh, we met at sevens in one of those sevens game and we became really good friends um he's kenyan as well and when we came back home um together we came back home around the same time um and i told him hey yo i'm still looking for work he said you know in the meantime why don't you come and work for my company he's a couple of years older than me he said come 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 work for my company and i said okay your company deals in it <laughs> and my background is in economics and finance what am i going to do with this he said no 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 no, no. you'll learn on the job you'll be fine you'll be fine don't worry you'll be fine i said okay hiya see we are taking a risk let's take a risk why not so i said okay i'm going to do exactly that and 
through that experience, I was able to learn how to, you know, manage clients, even pitching to clients and managing projects in IT. Even if I didn't understand the jargon, I didn't understand different processes and whatever, I was like, no, let me just take the risk and be able to and do this one step at a time. Fast forward to the time I'm experiencing depression. I had this job already. So I'm, I'm feeling depressed and I'm like, okay, things maybe are looking up right now. So, but I have this part-time job that I'm doing um, and I'm actually loving it. I'm like, and then I was like, I had an, like an aha moment. I was like, is this the job or the career I've been wanting? I was like, no, no, let me, let me, let me not give, get my hopes up. Let, let's, let's see, let's see how it goes. As we continue through, uh, this is back in 2019. So as we continue through the year, the depression keeps hitting me more and more and more. And I, again, I didn't know it was depression. I was just thinking there's something, is this, I'm just feeling sad. That's it. So ultimately, um, I told myself, no, we're not going to let this thing defeat us like this. So I said, I'm going to come up with a routine. So every morning I want to be waking up, going for exercises, fine. After I exercise, I come back home, I do my, my job, my that job I had gotten with my friend and manage the clients, do this, 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 make sure the projects are, are done, all those things. And then after that, I said, you know what? I'm going to upskill because this is something, this is a whole new career. It's a whole new role <laughs> I have no idea about. And I'm not just going to sit here and do nothing about it, you know, and, 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 and you know, and think that things are going to work out. And a really good friend of mine called Shiv, always tells me like the world is not a wish granting factory you're not just going to sit there and think that things are going to come your way so I said you know what I'm going to actually get things done by you know taking the initiative so I started doing certification courses and online courses uh, for project management in IT and I said oh this is very interesting and I, I remember my interest picking and picking every single day and I was like oh my gosh maybe this is actually the career I've been looking for and it's completely different from what I thought it would be after finishing uni. But still, I was going through depression. Depression just doesn't go away like that because there are so many factors that contribute to it. Fast forward to the end of 2019, I got to my breaking point where I think I remember reaching, telling my mom how nothing is working out. I've been struggling throughout the whole year. I don't think, and you know, my, my family is very prayerful. So I'm like, man, I know we've been praying and I know I've, I have a routine in my life right now to at least keep me sane but I need professional help and it's not weak for you to ask for help by the way a lot of people you know even on twitter like kot kenyans on twitter like to be like oh why are you going for surgery therapy she just say you know like we, we move regardless am it is what it is like all those things and i'm like no 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 if you're going through a mental health issue or if you're struggling with depression or anxiety or whatever it is that you're going through and if you can seek help it could be your someone who's close to you, your family member, or if you can afford, you can go for therapy. So I said, you know what, I'm going to go for therapy. And I did. And when I started my therapy sessions, there was so much that was that was unearthed about my life. I was like, yo, this a lot, you know, a lot when you sweep things under the rug and it just ultimately just erupts. I was like, oh, there were so many things contributing to my depression other than my failed relationship me looking for a purpose in life and career-wise or even business-wise. It was so many things from, you know, personal relationships with my family and, you know, all those underlying things. And I said, wow, I didn't know all these things were happening within me. And I said, wow, okay. So that was now started my journey of healing. 
And then during that time, um, I used to go for therapy sessions on Mondays. So Monday morning, I'd go for the sessions and then later in the afternoon, I'd go to work. So one morning I had the most intense session of my life that um, involved a parent, right? And I had invited one of my parents in that session. And it was so, one of those, it was a very heartbreaking uh, more realization kind of thing and during that therapy session and I remember being so so emotionally exhausted that morning and so after the session I you know I got my uber and I said okay let me go to work and as I'm going to work I get a call so uh, prior to this day I had applied to a job abroad because I said it, I felt like God put like uh, I don't know it's like a dream within me to <laughs> to go abroad again for some reason. So all the jobs that I was applying for, most of them were abroad. And because I, I was like this, I feel like I'm, I'm being called to be somewhere else and not in Kenya. And I always kept telling my mom, mom, I keep having this feeling that I'm meant to be somewhere else, at least for some time before I can settle back here. And that really contributed to me applying abroad right? And so, and I'd forgotten about that for some reason. I think I was going through so much that I'd forgotten that I had made that application. And so after that intense session that Monday, and then I'm in my Uber going going back to work, going to work actually, I get this call and I'm seeing a foreign number. I'm like, who is this? And I'm thinking, hey, this is a scam. Hey. <laughs> so I pick the call and I'm like, hey, who is this? And then it's like, hey, you applied for this job. You've been shortlisted. And I'm like, what? Shortlisted? Hey, for an international job? Okay. I said, okay, that's okay. I said, hey, your interview is on this day, blah, blah, blah. And I said, okay, fine. I was so shocked. I was so shocked. But, you know, if you've gone through, and I think this is one of the things I, ran, I, I learned through uh, therapy, is that whenever, if you've gone through experiences or moments where things have not been working out so much, you become a bit pessimistic. So even in this opportunity, I was like, hey, I have an interview. I don't think this will go anywhere for sure. So... I had the interview and this particular job I had applied for was related to this job that uh, my friend had offered to me, the, the job that I was doing part-time running projects in IT. And so when I was going through that interview process, I remembered some of the questions that I was being asked were the things I was learning when I was doing my upskilling sessions during, you know, prior that, like during the times I was doing online courses or trying to teach myself how to run projects and all those things. I was like, man, those things I had, I was teaching myself during that time is what I'm being asked right now and I was like this is so amazing and I think a lot of the people who you know when you go through depression it's so hard to wake up in the morning and push yourself but it's just you know it's one step at a time and and I feel like because I was taking that step you know even if it felt like I was taking like snail steps like very sluggish steps it was you know those are steps nonetheless and they really helped me when I, it came to that point of me you know, getting that particular role that I had applied for. Ultimately, I did get the job and I was supposed to, and I relocated to where I am now. And it's one of those things I was like, what? How? <laughs> I did, you know, the things you just say, my man, God works in such mysterious ways. Like I met a person, one person through interactions, through mingling, through networking. I met a person in London who ultimately helped me switch careers in a way I didn't even know 
that took me to another country. And it's just, and this all happened within a span of one year. And I was like, wow, this is so amazing. And then so I moved to the country I'm in currently. This is a point I said, well, I'm going to start focusing on my you know self-love and self-development because a the mistake i made was thinking you know or placing the responsibility of happiness of me as a person on another person like the other person has responsibility of my happiness i said no we're not going to do that nonsense anymore so i said let me start doing the self-development bit now and I started saying, okay, what's the first thing that I've always wanted to do? I've always wanted to repair my relationship with God. And I said, that's what we're going to do first. And I started doing that and, you know, doing other things that made me as Lynette happy to the point where I even started taking myself out on dates, which is something I'd never even done before. Like, it's, you know, you know sometimes when you hear people saying, hey, how do you, do you take yourself on a date? Do this, do this. And I'd be like, man, that's so lonely. So you go with someone at least so that you don't, you know, look lonely or look like you're, you know, you're, you're such a, like, like a loser or something. <laughs> but usually what I would do is after the restrictions for corona you know this lockdown things uh the restrictions were loosened up so we were able to start moving around and so what i would do every sunday is i would take myself on a date i would go for movies so in the morning i'd wake up and do like um my my morning cleaning like i'd wash the house do all these things make food and i'd be like now nah, i'm going for di- for uh for as a movie and then once i go the, after the movie i'd take myself out for dinner and then i'd come home it's even to the point where even when i turned when i turned 26 i said hey i'm not going to give myself pressure of uh, telling people hey let's meet up here let's do this this i said no 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 i'm going to now take myself out and have my first ever solo birthday which with no one around me so I took myself to the city and rented out an apartment for about three days and a really beautiful apartment where it was just me and I would take myself I'm such a tourist, man. I just started doing very touristy things, going to the aquarium, going for botanical gardens, doing all those things. And I was having such a good time. And I remember the night before my birthday, I bought myself some Australian wine and I just sat there with with sweets and cookies and all those things. And I remember just drinking and, and just, you know, drinking a glass of wine and writing down the things I hope to achieve within the next year or the growth, uh, you know, points that I want to focus on the next year. And that was the most fulfilling thing. And even one of the things I actually said I wanted to do was to be featured on the 100 African stories, which was, and when it ultimately, you know, happens, I was like, oh, oh, oh my goodness. Okay. <laughs> this is so amazing. And I said, wow. Um, so one of the things I wanted to do actually came through and, you know, so that's the part of self-love that um, really, really I've started to learn. And there's still so much I want to learn. There's still much, there's still so much I need to learn. And so that was like, that was my first half of my 20s. And I don't know how the rest of my 20s are going to be. But I really hope that when people are going through that moment of having fun and getting to know that, hey, I'm an adult and I can do whatever I want and do these things. You also, you can have fun, but at the same time, you can have your priorities straight. You can know, okay, 
how do I manage my finances? How can I network and build my circle? How can I do this and this? All this can happen within the same space. Even though I didn't learn about that during that age, I hope that my life and my lessons can help someone as they grow through their lives as well. Catch more African stories in the next episode of Legally Clueless. Wasn't that just a powerful, powerful story? I think for me, I've always said that my 20s were the ghetto for most part, like I think 20 to 26. (laughs) It was just a bunch of nonsense. But I do acknowledge that I had some really good moments. I met some really awesome people who are still my friends to date. But internally, the chaos that was happening inside, the lack of clarity, the lack of peace... I would not go back to my 20s. In fact, I would rather, like, you know, if I was given an option, would you rather jump to your 40s or go back to your 20s? Take me straight to 40, please. (laughs) Forwards ever. (laughs) Backwards never. No, but I also do think that it's important to extend grace to yourself. So I've learned this as well, where you are more understanding of some of the strange decisions that you made when you were in your 20s or mistakes and things like that. So as much as I'm like, oh, this is the ghetto, I was just running around like a headless chicken making some strange decisions. I'm also like, but also, what did I really know? (laughs) Those strange decisions led to some really powerful lessons, have contributed so much to my identity today. So I need to be gracious with 20-year-old Adele. So I think that's something you should also try. I love when she spoke about relationships and, you know, the initial one where she had placed the burden of happiness on her partner. So, So in essence, they are responsible for your happiness. You know what I mean? And it's, I think sometimes it's conditioned in in how love is unpacked, be it in music or in in stories or how people talk about it. I genuinely believe a relationship is two whole people and you can be whole, but internally have bits of you that are broken. I think that's very normal in the human existence. You know what I mean? Like these things that have broken us across time, but we're still whole. And so when you get into a relationship, you know, that whole thing where they say to become one, I I don't want to become one. I was already one. Like, what are we talking about? It's two whole people. And for me, that has made me acknowledge myself, acknowledge my partner, acknowledge that there are bits of us that are not in sync and that's okay. But I don't expect anybody to come into a relationship with me and reduce who they are just so that two can become one. You know what I mean? Or I don't expect you to be in charge of my happiness. I want to be in charge of that. So I love that she brought up all that. Ooh, and then the long distance really. Hey. (laughs) Can you imagine going through a traditional wedding for your sister? It's a happy celebration of love. And then someone has broken up with you. That's a lot. Okay, I don't even know. Uh, that's that's a lot. But for me, long distance relationships, I've been in one, one serious one. Because the other one, I really don't think it was a relationship. Although maybe the person would listen to this and be like, what? <laughs> but I was in one. In fact, my first ever relationship morphed into a long distance relationship. And it ended really horribly. I think also because we were really young, probably like 17. Uh-uh. But it ended when we were like 20. (laughs) 
so I was still young. And I would never repeat that because our formative years, because so he had to go to another country for university and and I was going to university here in, in Kenya, in Nairobi. And then I got a job. These are formative years, like where I'm really growing. So we started dating in high school, but then we're not experiencing this formative years together. It's inevitable that you will drift apart. And so we did. But there was some messed up shit he did. <laughs> But <laughs> let's leave it as flowery as we drifted apart. I don't know. Long distance relationships are tricky. I hope you enjoyed that story. And remember, you two can be in the podcast. All you have to do is, wow, it started raining heavily outside. So if you can hear that, I'm so sorry. But back to your story demo. All you have to do is two things. So there's two options of how you can be on the podcast. The first one, you can check the description of this episode. There is a link to a Google form. Fill it out. I will get back to you. Second option is for you to send a one-minute story demo to the Legally Clueless hotline. And basically, you're just telling me a bit about the story that you want to share. So the hotline number is plus 254-768-628-790. So wherever you are in this beautiful world or on our beautiful continent, Africa, feel free to send your demo, fill out the form. I'd love to have you on the podcast. And that hotline is also the number that if you listen to a story or an episode of this podcast and you want to interact with it, share something that you know you connected with or a thought that it probably inspired you can record a voice note and send it to the hotline as well hi adele i'm a big fan of your podcast i think i've listened to all of them if i have any remaining maybe 10 episodes keep doing what you're doing it's a great encouragement i've realized you've given me courage to seek therapy because I've had uh, a few issues here and there with, you know, mental health, but I never had the courage or even the thought to ask for help. But because of you, I've done two sessions already and I can already see a big change and improvement. Another thing is uh, I listened to episode 96 uh, about the lady who owns Urban Tortoise and I could relate to her story being rushed back to theatre because of a clot that developed after childbirth. I had the same case and and my doctor who's an experienced gynecologist was like she's not seen that in a very long time like in all of her practice maybe she'd seen it like her doctor maybe 10 years back keep keep doing what you're doing Adele oh my word I am so delighted that you first found a therapist who you gel with that is fantastic news and then that you're already feeling the effects of therapy I am so happy for you and like excited almost about this journey that you've started and it's also so magical right to listen to somebody else's story and realize hey this thing that I was told is so rare also happened to this person it's it's quite comforting thank you so much for sending through that message I'd also want to remind you to check out the Legally Clueless video series oh my word the love those videos are receiving is bonkers like I am so humbled and I'm so happy and I'm so grateful and I'm just so proud that we've put out something that is so impactful. So if you check the description of this episode, there is a link to the Legally Clueless YouTube channel. Episodes there go out on Friday mornings 
And so far they are, well, by the time you're listening to this, the fifth episode should almost be out or be out already, (laughs) depending on when you're listening to this. But yeah, I would encourage you to check that out. It's quite awesome. This podcast also plays on Trace Radio in Kenya. So head over to traceradio.co.ke. You'll find a list of frequencies of how you can listen to Trace across Kenya And this podcast plays on Trace on Mondays and Wednesdays at 12 noon and 7 p.m. And on Fridays at 12 noon as well. Have I left out anything? I don't know what that humming was. (laughs) Uh, No, I, I believe I haven't. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. Remember, audio episodes go out on Monday. And the video episodes on our YouTube channel go out on Fridays. That's it for this episode of Legally Clueless. You can share this podcast with your friends. You can keep it for yourself. I'm not judging. Just make sure you're here next week for the next episode.